Travis? Yeah? Travis! What is it, Joel? Travis? What? Travis! Is there a reason you're being a little annoying right now? Travis. Does it have something to do with the topic of this week's Kids Corner? Travis. Well then, you will listen to that instead of this conversation. Where is he? Oh, Dr. Olin, I'm so glad you came. Anything for an old friend, Flora. Is he in the lab? Yes, but please, isn't there anything you can do for him? It depends on what kind of experiments he's been working on this time. Wasn't it spiders last time? No, last time it was cockroaches. Right, the pizza incident. Well, I suppose I better go see what's wrong. Reuben? Reuben, I'm coming down. Reuben, why aren't the lights on? Reuben, is that you? It smells like garbage down here. I'm turning on the light. Oh, gross. Flies, flies everywhere. What are you doing down here? Uh, Olin, you ruined the experiment. Experiment? This place is crawling with flies. What kind of experiment could you possibly be trying to conduct in these conditions? You haven't been working on the transporter again, have you? Of course not. You saw what it did to the spiders last week. So what are you doing now? I'm revolutionizing the food industry. With flies? We're not frogs, Olin. Of course not. But with my new replication beam, just aim it at any creature and boom, there's suddenly two of them. That would explain the flies. I'm testing on the flies right now. But my goal for the end of the year is to work up to the common chicken. But why are you sitting down here in the dark? And what was with all that buzzy talk? Ethical standards for animals testing have risen lately. If I'm going to test my inventions on flies, they need to sign some forms. To explain what the forms mean, I had to invent the English to fly translator, and I kept the lights off so the flies didn't get scared of my size. This is really weird. And yet, it makes more sense than I thought it would when I got here. Sorry for ruining your experiment. <sighs> That's okay. They were talking about getting legal counsel involved, and I don't have that kind of budget. Should we listen to the radio instead? Sure. Hey kids, what? Shh, almost there. Ugh, missed it. Hey, can I talk now? Yeah. Well, what's going on? You have a fly infestation, Mr. Jacobs. Really? Huh. I'd think I'd notice something like that. It's only one fly, Olin. Flies have babies. It's only a matter of time. It's over there, guys. Hand me the swatter. Here, catch, Reuben. Thanks. Come here, you little... Ah, so close. Don't worry, Mr. Jacobs. We'll get it for you. Where is he? Do you think I stunned it? Maybe. For a fly, he's pretty smart. He might be hiding under the couch. I can get this end. Ready? Guys, I don't think it's necessary to rearrange furniture. It's just a fly. We don't mind. One, two, three. <sighs> I don't see him, guys. Oh, that's where that comic book went. I've been looking for that. What I want to know is how the fly got here in the first place. It's the middle of winter. A lot of time, insects and other creatures find their way into houses to try to stay warm. You'd be surprised how many tiny holes and passages there are in a house. Or a garage. 
However they get in, we've got one now, and we're gonna get it. There it goes. Get him! Get him! He went into the house. Follow me. Be careful. Watch out, Flynn. Oh. We'll be right back, Mr. Jacobs. They're being pretty enthusiastic, aren't they, boy? Yeah, let's listen to the radio until they get back. So, were you victorious? Was the fly vanquished? Yep, we got him. And the fly had no place to go. I am curious about why it was so important to kill this particular fly. Flies are gross. I've said. <laughs> well, there is that, I suppose. And they're irritating. I mean, there's a reason why we say something's bugging us. I never noticed that before. You make a good point, Olin. Though I'm looking around and it looks like your frustration has caused a little more damage than the fly ever could. What do you mean? You guys did make a little bit of a mess when you were chasing the fly around the garage. Oh, yeah. But it was for a good cause. Hmm, perhaps. Why do I get the feeling this is going to turn into an object lesson or something? An object what? Olin means that Mr. Jacobs is going to use this whole situation to teach us something. <laughs> I don't have to if you'd rather I didn't. Nah, it's fine. It's a tradition after all. Alright. I was just reminded of how when we are bothered by things, we have a choice when it comes to what we do about it. And I'm guessing the Bible has something to say about it? There are a couple verses that come to mind. The book of Proverbs warns us in many verses like 12.16, 19.11, and 29.11 that a wise person won't get bent out of shape at the slightest thing, but instead are willing to overlook annoyances and control themselves, not getting angry, but being patient, especially when the things that irritate us are people. Oh yeah, there are a lot of annoying people out there. Why were you looking at me when you said that? Oh, no, I didn't mean you, Reuben. I was just, uh, uh, boy, sorry. I didn't mean it that way. Well, I would be annoyed at that, but since we just learned what God wants me to do instead, I guess I'll let it go. Glad to see these conversations are useful. Yeah, but is Proverbs the only part of the Bible that talks about this kind of thing, Mr. Jacobs? Not at all, Olin. Ephesians 4, 2 Timothy 2, and Colossians 3 all have verses that urge us to be patient with each other, not being fast to get angry, but instead showing kindness like God has done for us. Huh, that's a lot to think about. Yeah, me too. Well, while you guys are thinking about it, do you mind if I listen to the radio? No, go ahead, Reuben. Mr. Jacobs, I have a question about what we've been talking about today. Oh, all right. What's on your mind, Flora? We were talking earlier about what we can do when someone is bothering us, and you said we should be patient and kind to them. Sounds right so far. But then you said that we need to do that because that's what God does for us. Uh-huh. So I was wondering, do we annoy God? Whoa, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, I don't want to be annoying to anybody. Especially not God. It is a good question. And I have to say that on occasion I think we can be annoying to God. But like it says in Philippians 1, God is still working on us and though we do some really irritating things, He not only loves us, He understands us and still wants us to come to Him for any reason, especially if things are bothering us. But like it says in 1 Peter 5.7. You're sure He doesn't mind? I'm absolutely sure. Because God told us so. In Mark 10, 
we read about a time when people wanted to bring their kids to Jesus. But his disciples figured Jesus wouldn't want to waste his time with annoying kids. But Jesus got angry with the disciples and told them that he wanted the kids to come to him because they were so important to God. I've heard that story before. I think we all have. It's a pretty famous one. But I think we forget it from time to time and think that God is too holy or too busy and too stern to want to waste his time with sinners like us. But we need to remember that God loved us so much that he gave up everything to be closer to us annoying people. He even died for us. And it's that kind of love that God wants us to have for others. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of is. But with God, the word impossible loses all meaning and we can do anything he calls us to do. I've heard you say that before. I don't remember which verse it is though. There are a few of them. Ephesians 3.20, Philippians 4.13, Mark 9.23, Luke 1.37. We get it, a lot of verses. What's the matter, Reuben? Shh, another fly, over there. I see it, it's on the radio's power switch. I think I've got it. Hand me the swatter, Reuben, slowly. I don't think it sees us. Easy does it. One, two, three. 